I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is a Lip Media Podcast. We're talking again. My body's Welcome to the Swapcast Podcast. I'm your host, Paul Mitzi, and with me we have... Lucy Thomas. And... Brendan Levi. Every week we watch an entry in the buddy swap movie genre, break it down for you, tell you who in the cast is hot or not, find the most ridiculous reviews from around the internet, and finish with some tenuously linked film and TV recommendations. So first off, apologies for anyone tuning in to listen to our review of the Nancy Kerrigan ice skating buddy swap classic Ice Angel this week. <laughs> we had a slight change of plans due to some exciting news. As of this episode, we are officially part of the fantastic podcast network called Lip Media. So to celebrate, we are reviewing one of our most requested titles, the 2004 romantic comedy 13 Going on 30, or as our Australian listeners may know it, Suddenly 30, starring Jennifer Garner, Andy Serkis, Judy Greer, and Mark Ruffalo. The IMDb plot synopsis for the film states, a girl makes a wish on her 13th birthday and wakes up the next day as a 30-year-old woman. We always love hearing from our listeners, so send us an email at theswapcastpodcast at gmail.com or hit us up on our socials at the underscore swapcast on Twitter, the swapcast podcast on Instagram, or search the swapcast podcast on Facebook. If you want to support our show, please rate and review us on iTunes. It's the best way for us to get new listeners. A hundred iTunes reviews and we will fulfill our most common fan request to review Face Off. So usually this is where I would abuse our listeners for not giving us enough reviews, but I have faith in all the new Lip Media listeners <laughs> that they will review us on iTunes and we can do this and review Face, face off. off. Face Off. So it's up to you guys. This is your mission <laughs> as new listeners. Like as a, a way of saying hello, should we tell people like all the the like little in jokes and stuff so they know what they're I think to. the best way is for them to listen to our back catalogue, which is all still available on Lip Media Podcasts. For our regular listeners who have been listening to us from the beginning, they can still find our podcast in the exact same way they have been. Um, their subscriptions should still be working, mm-hmm. so you don't have to do anything different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I just mean like some things like... My name is Brendan Levi, but everyone calls me B Money. Things like that. They no, that's know. not a joke. That's Nobody not does an that. <laughs> Um, Nobody likes that (laughs) But yeah, I would highly recommend listening to our older episodes We've already covered some fantastic swap films And and some some, not so good ones And some fucking horrendous swap films But I think they're even more fun to listen to, those episodes Um, But yeah, welcome aboard anyone who's found us through Lip Media Hello I'm so excited Let's get straight into this week's film One we've been waiting to do for a while Mm -hmm. And a lot of people have been waiting for us to do for a while So my question to you guys, 13 Going on 30 is one of the most beloved body swap movies of all time. Still finding cultural relevance today in things like the Ariana Grande music video for Thank You Next. Mm -hmm. 
It is also the 30th body swap film that we have watched for the show. Having watched so many of these films at this point, do you feel that this film deserves to be so beloved? Yes. Yeah, no, I, I I am surprised at my enjoyment of this film. Had you never seen it before? I think I, I reckon this was like when I worked at the video store. This was like the first new release that was like hot on the on the show. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I don't know if I picked it up though. Okay. Yeah. So I remember watching this at the cinemas, mm, loving it, yeah, and then so like good. buying the DVD as soon as it came out, and just like we watched it on DVD today. Yeah. Even though it's on the streaming services, Paul still got his. Yeah, DVD. I, I had like a nostalgic <laughs> thing. Yeah, I completely. wanted to watch the DVD. <laughs> yeah. And also talking about Ariana Grande, you yeah. know the scene that they recreated. Yeah. Yeah. It took all my willpower to not sing the bit of the song when she comes <laughs> out with the house and she's crying. <laughs> Apparently, Ariana Grande used to watch this film every night before she went to bed. No, she loved Ari. it so much. So yeah, I guess the thing we've got in common. I love with that. Her. Yeah, um, I feel like Ariana Grande would want to be friends with us. I'm sure. And if now that Should we've hit the it? big time, she'll listen to this podcast, and it so will happen. Much. Yeah. Uh, so why do you think this film is still so appealing now than when it came out all those years ago? So there's so many things that I need to say because mm-hmm. um, so much of this should be unforgivable yeah, and, and doesn't work and is like very cringy and terrible and not even in a way that it's aged. Yeah. But you forgive everything. Mm-hmm. Like the yearbook and the fashion and the – but it still just is amazing. Yeah. Like I- you, you give it a pass every time. Yeah, and I think – it's all on the way of Jennifer Garner's shoulders. Yes. She sells this film. Absolutely. Every second she's on screen, you just she's so lovable and yep. likable and you just, you know, there's nothing she can do wrong yeah. in this film, I feel. Now, I feel like we need to cross over to Brendan now yeah. because we've talked about Jennifer Garner before in one of our earlier episodes. Yeah, she was in Mr. The Fuzzy Pants. Fuzz, Mr. Fuzzy Pants, which was another film with two titles. Yeah, um, Mr. Fuzzy. Mr. Fuzzy Pants in Australia, but our American listeners might know it as Nine Lives. And it was terrible. Yeah, truly awful. But we loved Jennifer Garner anyway in it, but Brendan wasn't as forgiving. Yes, we were gushing about it and you were like, I don't really get it. So what do you think? What do you think now? Suddenly 30. Like, I feel like everything that I've seen her do, I have the same opinion of. But in this, I did actually feel like she took on the persona of a 13-year-old girl and therefore she wasn't quite herself and that's what made it so good. Oh, my God. How, I just, it, Jennifer Garner has the face of an angel. Yeah. Like, I just don't know how you could say anything mean about it because she would, like, look at you and just with those big eyes and, like, I yeah. just don't understand. What is wrong with no you? No one does a quivering lip as good as Jennifer Oh, my God. And, Jennifer like, Garner. her little bouncy hair flicked out like blowout that she had this whole movie she just is an angel like what is wrong with you maybe she just wasn't in the dumps all the time like you watch like alias and it's like oh my fuck like i don't even know what goes on in that show (laughs) (laughs) i just assume she's miserable well she wasn't miserable in mr fuzzy pants i mean i guess she was kind of upset because her husband turned into a cat but yeah (laughs) but that's understandable and he was in a coma yeah um yes but I just love her. And she did do such an amazing job. Like the way she walked, the way yeah, she when like. she like is in her body and she held herself. Walking yeah. this weird gangly way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Definitely yeah. like a 13 year old girl's kind of. I yeah. haven't really figured it out myself <laughs> yet. Yeah. yeah. I think because we watch so many of these films, like we re- really are attuned to what separates 
the masters from the rookies yes. in terms of yes. body swapping performances. Mm. And yeah, it's those little nuances. Like mm. a lot of films, you know, they'll give some like weird affectation to the younger version. So then when they become the older version, they, it's really they can obvious. Just, yeah. yeah. But it wasn't like that. It was just like the whole, everything about her performance. Mm. It reminded me of like the way Tom Hanks nailed like big. in big. Yeah. And this film has a lot so, of similarities yeah, so to big. Similarities. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't know. I like as much as this film succeeds because of Jennifer Garner, I think the whole thing is just a fun film yeah, like it's, it's a just fun romantic full of joy com- it's just so yeah. much joy yeah the dancing sequences like yeah, you can't you help you cry neither of time. you looked back at me i was like sobbing well, so there's nothing there's <laughs> nothing like more joyful than like a large group of people doing the same dance <laughs> i just feel like or even like with singing yeah. i feel like all the world's problems could be solved in that minute. Like, yeah. it, you know, it's like people working for a common goal and everyone's happy and yeah. and I just am so moved. And there is nothing, nothing mm-hmm. better in this world mm-hmm. than Mark Ruffalo doing that dance. Yeah. Pity it's a thriller, yeah. but it, he is so endearing yeah. like it is because he's not doing the best job and you can actually see that he's concentrating really hard yeah. like he's like trying to remember all the steps and apparently that was his first day on set as well oh my so god can you like- imagine <laughs> throwing in the deep end yeah. um but we've talked about this before mm-hmm. mark ruffalo doing that dance is like a thousand times hotter than mm. Zac Efron doing anything, any <laughs> dancing. And uh, we're not going to go into it because we'll say it for the hot or not, but it's like yeah. bad dancing is way sexier than good dancing. Yeah. I think it's yeah, part of that the charm of that character. Oh, the charm. I'm just like, yeah, yeah. I cried well, a lot. that terrible guy who like basically had an emotional affair. Well, what? Brendan, get out of here. <laughs> So, this is what I mean, though. Yeah. Every every like misgiving it has, you just give it. It's like, yeah, yeah but Jennifer Garner's smile. Yeah, well, it's. Uh, I've always said this, and I said this in our prelude to a kiss episode that mm-hmm. we did. You do a romantic comedy. Mm. The number one ingredient is that you have to have a couple that has chemistry and that you want to end up with each other. If you don't so have that, you're rooting for them. You're like, yeah. fuck that other chick. Leave her at the altar. Like, yeah. come on. Yeah. So, like Absolutely. last last episode that we did, like, there is no way in fuck that you cared one iota if Meg Ryan and Alec Baldwin stayed together in that film. Yes. Yeah. But this film. All I wanted with every fibre of my fucking being was them to get together. Really? She wasn't a a good person, even. She was, though. She changed her ways. Like towards the end when she like tried to spoil it, spoil his wedding by like announcing that he loved her. Yeah, but it's Jennifer Garner. <laughs> yeah, Don't you she- understand this yet? <laughs> and she did the right thing. It, she could have been worse about it, but she left. She, yeah. she left with the house. She could have been worse. I agree. <laughs> and she even said that at the end when she, she was like, oh, the, you know, I'm not crying because I'm sad. I'm happy for you and I want you to be happy. So and if this is what makes you happy, person. then... <laughs> Fuck you, Brendan. <laughs> so for our new listeners, the... the um, Thing that we've got in the show is that Brendan's, Brendan's a piece got of a shit. Wild, a lot yes. of wild ideas, <laughs> free thinker. Yep. Make sure you write hate mail to Brendan. <laughs> no. 
Do you need to properly lay out the plot? I feel like we're just running away with yeah. the understanding that everyone in the world has seen this movie, which they definitely should should have. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, even my mum would have seen this movie. But do, yeah. you, do you need to, like, just skim over it? Yeah, yeah. So the, the basic plot of the film, we start off the character of Jenna. She's... Uh, it's 1987. Uh, she's very unsure of herself she's not part of the uh cool kids and she feels bad about it but Mm. she's having her 13th birthday and and invites all the cool kids to her party and at the party her like nerdy best friend is there and gives her like this lovely gift um of like a a dream house that he's made handmade for her gorgeous and uh puts wishing dust all over it and so so it's the young ruffalo is that character yeah and then the the cool kids come and shove her in the closet saying that it's she's going to be playing seven minutes in heaven, but then run away with all her snacks and just leave the party. He comes back and she finds her in the closet. And then when she realizes what happens, she locks herself back in the closet and the wishing dust falls on her and she's thinking to herself, I just want to be 30, 30 and flirty because that's what her magazine. 30, 30 yeah. and friday. Yeah. <laughs> um, said no one ever. Yeah. I want to Speaking be 30. Speaking of which, how are your 30s? <laughs> I want to be 30. I yeah. feel like maybe a 50-year-old woman is like, I just want to be 30. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no one ever wants to be in their 30s. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like when you're 13, you want to be 18. Like yeah. you want to be able to, or you know, or you want to be 21. You want to be able to go out and drink and, yeah. you know, um, do all the fun stuff. But anyway, so the magic dust falls on her and she wakes up and she is 30. So um, her whole, from when she was 13 to when she was 30, she doesn't remember any of those years happening. Mm. She wakes up and it's like that that birthday party of her 13th just happened last night. Um, she wakes up, there's like a strange man in her house and she doesn't know what's going on, mm. um, realises that she's become like a magazine editor and uh, a bit of a bitch. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But she's super successful. But I get why, because that was a brutal scene when they like left her in the closet and took all her like snacks and drinks to take to oh a, another god, party. Oh my god, that whole thing at the start, just, yeah. oh my god, high school is so horrible. Yeah. And- Girls are so brutal, and so I would never want to be thirteen again. Yeah. And also, movies like this—I mean, I was obviously I was old enough by this point—but yeah. movies that had Seven Minutes in Heaven and Spin the Bottle and all those sorts of things mm-hmm. gave me such fear of getting yeah. older and going to parties. I was yeah. like, "What goes on at these things?" Like, yeah. this I've is never not played any of those. Okay, games. yeah. And also, has a bully ever made like a nerdy kid do their homework? Does that really exist? Mm. Well, it does in the swap universe. This is the third time I think that yeah. we've seen yeah. this. Yeah, and I mean, it happens in so many teenage movies. Yeah, um, but I just don't think like how would how could you do two assignments on the same subject and make them different? And how could your teacher not notice? Yeah, I'm uh, I'm protesting that one. <laughs> yeah, basically, then the rest of the film is just her navigating navigating her life in her thirties while. Like actually, what I'm surprised about there wasn't much of her dealing with like how technology and society no. changed. So the fir- in one of the first scenes of swapping, her phone rings and she doesn't know what it is, but they kind of never come back to it. Yeah, it's like the internet would exist and she would have no idea how to 
to to use it. Yeah, though it, I thought it was a bit strange. She's the editor of a magazine. Yeah, and there's no computer, computer at, at a desk. desk. Oh my <laughs> like, god, I didn't even that. notice that. That is stupid. <laughs> but I mean, obviously, from when this film was made to now, it's such like a leap in time. Yeah, it crazy. Feels like another world. Yeah, just like you don't think of 2004 as being that long ago, but it really is yeah. so long ago. <laughs> it is, yeah, and. You know, and the fact that, sh- that mm. she works for a magazine and they were complaining about getting 600,000 uh, people reading the magazine every month, yeah. that's actually a really good figure nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> or, so, Poise is a yeah. terrible name for a magazine. In Australia, yeah. I'm fairly sure Poise <laughs> is like an um, adult diaper, diaper. brand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but even just if you don't even know that... It, it's got this connotation, you know, that women have to be like poised and to be successful. And I really take issue with that. So the the evil rival magazine was called Sparkle. Sparkle. Do yeah. you think Sparkle's a better mag- magazine title? Um, it sounds like it's for a fourteen year old girl. <laughs> yeah, but it's better than Poise. Yeah. <laughs> Like, poise is what they used to teach at finishing school in the 50s where women had to, you know, they put a book on top of the head to learn how to stand up straight. Yeah. It's, I'm not, it, you know, it's not Vogue. Yeah. No. <laughs> Part of this story is the fact that there's like a mole in the in the magazine that's sending all the ideas to a rival magazine. So, and then that causes problems in this magazine where they're losing all their, their subscribers. Mm. So then they have this thing where they have to like redesign the magazine and Jennifer Garner's character and Judy Greer, who's like the bitchy friend have rival magazine ideas. Now, Judy Greer's, I think, was hilarious. (laughs) She was, like, turning it into, like, heroin chic. To the extreme. To the extreme fashion suicide. It was so messed up. Animated nooses, like, flying around. Yeah, like, really drugged out chicks in bathtubs. It was not. It was. I feel like they would have sat around a writer's table and been like, what is the worst thing we can think of for her to pitch as the idea and uh yeah they really nailed it it can't be better than hers and hers isn't that great yeah well that's what i was gonna say so then jennifer garner pitches hers which is all like light and fluffy and it kind of is very vague about what the magazine actually is it's kind of like i was like is this might be like a theme for for or an edition or something like that that's what i said how long how how long could this idea last they're revamping the magazine yeah Yeah, and they could do one yearbook issue and also, I'm a grown woman. I don't want to open Vogue and, and see high school. I'm like, <laughs> leave that behind. I don't want to go back there. Yeah. So I feel like if you put the heroine magazine <laughs> or hers, I would choose the, the heroine That one. says everything about you, Paul, and I would know that you would guess that for sure. But you're saying you wouldn't? Like you don't think that would have been the more entertaining read out of those two magazines? All right, here's my pitch. If it's a like a homecoming <laughs> book, which is literally you've got celebrities and yes. you've got like their homecoming pictures and stories yes. and stuff, I would read that. Mm. <laughs> Paul loves it <laughs> So what, you were like Oh if it has pictures of dead women <laughs> With syringes in their arm I'm all for it Well at least it's giving me something <laughs> There's there's a narrative there <laughs> How many times Does Jennifer Garner say 
um, I was 13 yesterday and I woke up and this happened and I don't know what's going on and I can't remember anything. Like she says it to the friend at work yeah, and she nobody. says it to Mark Ruffalo. You would be so concerned if your yeah. friend said that. Like she wasn't just acting strangely. She was actually verbalizing that she's <laughs> yeah. completely lost the plot. You'd be like, okay, like I'm going to take you to the hospital. We're going to get this sorted out. It, it, it would be very concerning. Well, I feel like this is something we've seen in a lot of the swap films that we've done is that people act like insane, like actually insane yes. and nobody Give pays any attention to it. <laughs> yes. And they just like, this person that I've known for years is all of a sudden acting completely different and okay. Yes. <laughs> all right. High school crush comes to your house mm-hmm. and they're like, hey, how's it going? You're my best friend. Like, do you, do you let them in? No. No? Um, have they remained hot? <laughs> it's like, if they look like Jennifer Garner, then yes. <laughs> because this film posits that situation. She meets her actual crush later on in the film and he's gotten disgusting. let himself go yeah. and he's gotten disgusting and he's like a loser. <laughs> so if that happened, I'd be like, fuck off my porch. But if you're still hot, I'll it's be like, about looks with just Paul. come in. But I would just be like, I don't want to remember anything from high school. Please leave me alone. Go away. It was a tough time for me. Brendan, mm. would you let your high school crush in the door? Brendan married his high school crush. <laughs> would you let your... He doesn't get to vote. He would got... you let your wife through the door? <laughs> I, I do from time to time. <laughs> Uh-oh, what does that mean? Um, Yeah. I have to say this film has an amazing soundtrack. Yes, like, it does, doesn't it? Like just wall to wall hits mm. and songs that I forgot about that I'm like, oh, that was that was a good song. Like, mm. um, how do I breathe? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love the way when you get. Um, it, like it, straight away, they tell you who Mark Ruffalo's character is, even when he's younger, mm-hmm. through all these Talking heads. yeah musical cues and <laughs> yeah. stuff like that. And then when she goes to find him, when she swaps, she's like the only person she can think of that will help her is Matt, even though they haven't spoken in years. Yeah, uh, he's got like a CBGB's t-shirt on. <laughs> yeah. He's got a blue velvet, a, a framed place. blue velvet poster. They tell you, they instantly are like, "This guy's indie." Yeah, yeah. I feel like the screenwriter must have been a guy because it's like. Oh, like the this 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 character is like a misunderstood, you know, nice guy, and obviously he does photography and he loves, you know, niche yeah, movies. So, and, yeah. so indeed. Yeah. So, um, the writers actually two writers. They're like a male and a female that work mm-hmm. together, and they wrote um what women want as well. Oh, there you go. Um, what I want to know is how many teenage girls watched this film and then went and watched Blue Velvet afterwards <laughs> to see what it was about. I doubt anyone. <laughs> How many people were scarred for life? I don't know. I feel like I saw Blue Velvet when I was fairly young. It, yeah. It, it, it does a number on you. It's a fantastic movie, but... Yeah, of course. I, but it, when you got to be ready for it. you got to build up through the David Lynch levels, I feel. So how did you feel, Lucy, about the villain of this film having the name Lucy? Yeah, did I felt really triggered? sad. Yeah, I did. I feel like it's not an evil name either. Yeah, well, now it is because like of this Lucy film. in the Sky with Diamonds. Come yeah. on. You know, all Lucys are sweet. 
Was she that bad though? Like she yes. was pretty awful. She fucking uh, st- ruined the company, ruined her thirteenth birthday. With no oh no, regard. yeah, okay. I mean, as a ch- as a kid, sure, totally. But I then, as a, as an adult, she totally threw Jennifer Garner under the bus after she found out she was a horrible person and totally <laughs> ruined Mark Ruffalo's chances with photos and by making him sign that release he but he would have still had an opportunity at the other magazine all i see is her throwing a jennifer garner under the bus and also ruining a company as we've established jennifer garner can do no wrong and you must love her at all times she's just climbing the corporate ladder you gotta do that's business she just took ben affleck to (laughs) rehab all right (laughs) (laughs) they're divorced and she's still there for him making sure that the father of her children is well you gotta stop talking shit on also Jennifer Garner. What's the character's name? Jenna. <laughs> it's not even a <laughs> So did you notice the giant celebrity cameo in this film? Gene Gaffigan. Oh, no. <laughs> I never knew who's like I recognized that face, but I would never have known what I his can't name believe is. I got it from his eyes. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know anyone's I name know ever. Anyone's you name. can't remember. You forgot who John Travolta was a few episodes ago. You got him from his eyes and got his name correct. Brendan's like the biggest Jim Gaffigan fan on earth. He runs a website. Does <laughs> fan fiction? Uh, no. Brie Larson was so completely missed. I can't believe it. She was one of the young, like, so the the bitchy girl has these five minions, and she was one of the five minions. How surprised were you that it was five? It's always three. Yeah, because they were, but they actually paid attention to themselves. The six, okay, that makes sense, but still. So there's quite a bit of like Marvel cast members in this film. Because so, Ruffalo and So Ruffalo is the Hulk. Yep. Andy Serkis, who plays Jeff Garner's boss, he was Gollum. But he, he was I was going to say, is he Smeagol? <laughs> yeah. That's right. yeah. <laughs> but he um, was he's also in Black Panther as well. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. Monger was his name, something like that. Yeah. Um, Jennifer Garner also not in the current Marvel Universe, but she was Elektra in the original Marvel Cinematic Universe. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so so who's who? And Brie Larson. You know, so we Captain have to Marvel put up a photo herself. of that young Brie Larson because I didn't even see it, and I love picking stuff like that out. Well, I I was actually watching an interview when Mark Ruffalo and Brie Larson were promoting Avengers mm-hmm. together, and somebody brought it up and showed Mark Ruffalo, <gasps> and he didn't even realize oh that she was oh in it because they didn't shoot. They scenes went on the together. same, t- yeah. So it was like, oh my god, that's so amazing! <laughs> I love that. Body swap cliches. So mm-hmm. what did this film do that we see in all of our body She stumbled out of bed and she stumbled to the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's that thing of waking up and not looking around. I think she had a sleep mask on. Yeah. And so falling out of bed and crawling to a mirror. Yeah. That's a very typical. Yeah. And then seeing the mirror and screaming, which apparently they did as an intentional nod to Big. Oh, yeah. But like every body swap film does that anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then we... Not only got one boob grab, we got mm. two boob grabs in this film, which, as our uh, regular listeners would know, happens in every film where someone turns into a girl. They have mm-hmm. to grab their boobs. It's the first and thing then, you do. You know, the reverse is like <laughs> a girl that turns into a boy, but looking down. I her feel pants. like the girls that turn into boys never grab their dick. They always they pull, pull their, their pants, pants out to have a yuck. look at it. Yeah, and then they might jiggle it a bit. Yeah, or be terrified. Well, yeah, or scream, scream or jiggle. I mean, understandably. Too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well. I just, how psyched would you be if all you wanted to do was turn 30 
and you wake up and you're fucking Jennifer Garner. Like, yeah. you look like Jennifer Garner. I'd be like, I am so beautiful. <laughs> and she had a great apartment on Fifth Avenue. And So, there was a you, bit honey. of a thing that I think is a bit of a gaffe here. Okay. So, the film establishes the fact that in the years between turning 13 and turning 30, Jennifer Garner had a nose job. Yes. In the universe of the film. Then at the end, when we see the new life that Jennifer Garner did. Still got that nose job. She's got the exact same (laughs) nose. So even in her new like humble life where Mm. she's not like a corporate She still needed to fix the schnoz. Maybe she had a deviated septum. She got what (laughs) she wanted. That's what all the famous people say. (laughs) Now, how do you feel about the fact that this film posits that to be a good person you can't? a like career go-getter and climb the corporate ladder. I don't think it does posit that. I just feel like you can't stand on the necks of other people. you got to lean in. And she makes friends with the other people and they all work together. Because at the, fi- at the end but of the film... she doesn't end in the city in yeah, working at Poise. At, at the end of the but film... But maybe that's not what she true. wants, maybe. There's like, nothing about career in the... In her improved version of her life. It's all about him. I don't know. I'd be pretty psyched if I ended up with Ruffalo. I could, <laughs> I could forgo the corporate ladder. Well, I can't wait to talk about Mark Ruffalo. Well, I, <laughs> I was going to say, what, what do you feel uh, about this film positing that girls don't have like a, a sexual drive at, cause, when like, they're really young? Yeah, because like even as a, as like an older, like she was like into this boy, but like. Every boy, uh, as as an adult, she's, like, got this, like, childlike, you know. Yeah, but boys are gross, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they're, I, all, they're all adults now. I hate they're all- these in, in the body swap movies, in the age swaps. Yeah. I hate those scenes. I'm like, this is, can we just fast forward? This is so Where she's technically a 13-year-old making out with a 30-year-old man. Yes, and also, oh, how that- disgusting was that, that man? That dude? The boyfriend that she had, so the ice hockey player. Oh, no, no, no. I was talking about... His underwear. He does a strip tease. I'm like, these are the underwear you chose. He did a goofy dance. Isn't Uh, that what you guys want? These are the underwear (laughs) you chose for your strip tease. I'm I'm staying silent until the hot or not for this one. (laughs) I'm not even talking about the way he looks. I'm talking about the underwear. Just unforgivable. But he was goofy dancing. We just established. Brendan, you've got to know this about me. It's like the thing about... You think I love all old men. It, that's not right. There's a certain <laughs> flavour and it's the same with the dancing. Ruffalo, yes. Hockey player, no. <laughs> but like in Big, like uh, we see like him go to bed with a... a like yeah, a woman, that whereas... was messed up. Yeah, I think this film, that's a bit more on this film's mind, not crossing so those boundaries. Yeah. 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 Where like, yeah. Big literally had like a 10-year-old boy ostensibly having an entire relationship with a woman in her 30s and sleeping with her. This one, all she does is kiss at most. Mm. So it's not as gross. And it did have that hilarious scene where she's at the bar and she hits on Uh, a young, like a kid that would have probably been like 12 years old. Her friend is like, there's a guy behind you that is totally checking you out. And Jennifer Garner's like, oh, should I go and talk to him? He's like, yeah, you're not married. Go for it. And she turns around and walks towards the 10-year-old boy. She walks past the The the, sexy dude yeah, yeah, and goes and talks to a young boy. Should we save that for hot or not? Sexy dude. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) He wasn't sexy. No, he was disgusting. (laughs) 
Uh, and Jennifer Garner goes, "Oh, the man, no." <laughs> but I can't believe, like you, when you talk about gross guys in this film, the guy who she was having the affair with, yeah, just oh. like awful, just like had this predatory gross like conversation yeah no matter what jennifer garner's awful version of jennifer garner that we we didn't see her actually live her life yeah but i feel like no matter how she was living her life she could have done better than that gross absolutely have you seen her she could yeah yeah she's a 10 that's like (laughs) well yeah we've established you guys say she could do whatever she wants because she's jennifer garner (laughs) yeah i have to say though it takes watching a film from 2004 to remember how fucking disgusting fashion was oh, in so 2004. Many low-cut bootleg jeans. And with like their- um, The whale tail. Yeah, the whale tail. The G-string. G-strings yeah. poking out gross. I know, and they work at a fashion magazine and yeah. they're there. And all the loose leather jackets that all the guys were wearing. Yeah. And some of the pants that Mark Ruffalo wore in this film. Yeah, when you meet, we need to do it in the hot or not, but when you meet Mark Ruffalo, the pants are... What are even those pants? <laughs> They're unforgivable. <laughs> but, yeah, just so many, like, disgusting haircuts. And but just- it's the same thing of... This movie, it just doesn't matter. Yeah. Oh, and it's fun. Like it's a kind of fun, but you're just yeah. kind of thinking, like, what were we thinking at two in 2004? Yeah. Like, I think at the time they were like showing all the 80s fashion in the opening scene, being like, look how oh, ridiculous how this is. Yeah. Look how ridiculous everyone looked in the 80s. But now everyone looks cool. But now looking at it now, it's like the 80s are the cool period. And the 2004s were like, ugh. So I have a question for Paul. Yeah. But I need you to explain something to me. Yeah. When the boss is talking about the photographer, mm-hmm. he asks, is he Arthur or Martha? Yes. So I've never heard this before. Yeah. And she doesn't get what it means. She says, is he gay? Yeah. Um, is this a common is terminology? A Look, it, it is a saying that I've heard. Mm. I think it's more I of I know a, about a friend of Dorothy. That's yeah. one I've heard. <laughs> I think it's more of a, a British thing. Okay. Arthur or Martha. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never personally used it. Do you reckon it, Arthur and Martha were people or what? what is that? Yeah, it's um, probably like a an old comedy show from Britain or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe... We have uh, one of our now sister podcasts on the media network is called Word of the Gay and they um, oh, dissect. We should write to them. Yeah, yeah. they dissect a, a gay vernacular every episode. Oh, wow. So How interesting. maybe we'll have to shout out to them. Arthur and Martha. Arthur and Martha. What, yeah. what is it? Yeah. <laughs> but shout out that this film had a queer character and and he was like told the ladder at his job and yeah he was like mm. a nice person uh wasn't like cliched in any way mm. wasn't villainous just was, was allowed to be a person yeah so like did you guys know the entire film is my like gator like i really wasn't even thinking about his sexuality no, yeah, it's not was mentioned. no although yeah. i was but a I feel bit because like he was like talking about the women's bodies and stuff like that and i was like oh is this you thought boss? it was a straight dude more so. <laughs> um, maybe that's just, they were just letting him just be a dude that likes other dudes and, you know, yeah. doesn't have to. And I mean, in 2004, we've seen films from this period that are completely disgusting yes. homophobic messes. But if you think about like, it's a boy girl thing, I think was this oh, year. That as was well. unbelievable. Yeah. That film was homophobic. Mm. Oh my disgusting. God. <laughs> it's so shocking when you, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's hard to think like it wasn't that long ago and mm. people 
in mainstream films could be that disgusting. What about the change up? I feel like the change up had a lot of terrible. Yeah, but that was like six years after this. That's what I mean, though. <laughs> it was, you know, that what that was really shocking. Yeah, does that make you wonder what terrible people we are in like twenty years? Yeah, people will be listening back to this podcast, podcast. like, what fucking pieces of shit, <laughs> especially Brendan. You know I can't handle. <laughs> you know I can't handle you guys saying stuff like that. Like I'll be up for days. Being is Don't this going to hurt the my future self? will be dead by then. So <laughs> <laughs> okay, that is true. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Are they a toot or a boot? Are they ugly or cute? Tell me if they're hot or not. Everyone is beautiful in their own way. And funny enough, this film actually had that exact line in yes. it. Everybody is beautiful in their own way. That's amazing. So, And like we say that every episode, we had no idea it was actually in a swap film. There you go. So. It just took us 30 <laughs> films to get there. Uh, so... For our new listeners, this is the segment where we go through every cast member in the film and objectify them. Not every single one. <laughs> and we also feel very... It, Paul made us do this. We feel very yeah. conflicted if about it. If anyone's offended sometimes. by this segment, just blame me. Let's get started with the obvious. Jennifer Garner. So uh, Jennifer Garner is going to be, I'm sure, a recipient of the... Uh, so so much exposition for our new listeners. <laughs> so we've got a thing that we award on the show called the Double Hot Award. And that's what you get if you've appeared in multiple swap films that we've reviewed mm. and we've given you a hot rating in yes. both films. And it's, it, it's it a, the, ma- the Melora Harden. Yeah, it's the <laughs> Melora Harden. Award for outstanding yeah. hotness in, swap, yeah. in multiple swap films. Yes, outstanding achievement in mo- yes. of hotness in multiple <laughs> so swap Melora films. So Melora Harden was the first um, woman to get it. A, yeah. a yeah. double she, hot. She, she, was, be- she was hot in 17 again and... She was really young wasn't oh, yeah, she? You know, yeah she was in the hot chick and 17 again and yes. she was hot in both so that's when yeah we so got, she was the first the first one so the award is named after. yeah so we've we haven't had many double hots it's it's a pretty prestigious and we've thing. done two ryan reynolds films and he didn't get a yeah, double hot so. yeah, yeah Paul's, <laughs> Paul's yeah. yeah uh so jennifer garner is she Entering the double hot oh, hall of fame. For me, definitely. Brendan's the swing vote. No, I'm definitely giving her as well. So, yeah. so it's not. Uh, it's, yeah, you've lost the majority. I've lost, yep. No matter what you say, she's still double hot. Let me clear up any confusion. <laughs> I am giving her one of Brendan's top tier. <laughs> Passes. No. So Brendan always says mean? pass because it means it could mean either thing, but he means that she's, she's hot. A, she's hot. She's yeah. a beautiful woman. Yes. Yeah. And everything's forgiven. The terrible hair, the like bun with the bit, eye makeup, the bootcut jeans, the terrible shoes, all of it. Yeah. Uh, there was some terrible outfits that she wore in this film. Yeah. Like, and I forgot that corset. Like half corsets were mm. like a thing. The best that she looked really is when 
she immediately swapped and she was in a nightie and then she ran out of the apartment with just a jacket on. That yeah. was kind of the most reasonable <laughs> outfit that she wore the whole time. So you didn't like the dress that she wore doing the thriller dance? No. Because I feel like it's just iconic now. I mean, it is iconic, but it, it's bad. And the hair yeah. for that was so bad. But nothing – and the really low-rise jeans, which are just – I hate – those takes a certain body type to actually pull those off and look. Oh yeah, you have half to be a pin, So yeah. she's fine. Yeah, they looked great on her, but but all sins forgiven. Uh, let's go for a little bit of a controversial one. Sam Ball, who played Alex Carlson, aka the dumb hockey boyfriend. Well, there's no doubt about it for Paul. <laughs> Because he's very stupid, so Paul liked he's him. Dumb. Mm-hmm. He's I wanna, dumb I- and buff. Terrible taste tick. in underwear. <laughs> Terrible taste in underwear. What I appreciated about the underwear that he wore is that I could clearly see his penis through them. <laughs> so yeah, because they I'm giving it another so clip. old and washed that. out. They look <laughs> so old and washed and stretched out. There's no a man. He would be successful. He'd have money to buy good underwear. That was unforgivable. <laughs> he, that's a no from me, dog. I didn't think he was that hot. No. And he was a. <laughs> and he was a. Crumb bomb. He was dumb as a post. He was. He seemed nice. He was a nice guy. Like he was he's just a stupid. Bit. Did you see? There was a really bad edit they did where he says the same phrase twice. Yeah, yeah. And it was just a bad edit. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> and did it that made, just happen? It made him sound really stupid because he yeah. said the same thing twice straight after the it, other. Yeah. yeah. Terrible. Like he's got that very like nineties Devon Sour haircut. No, don't bring Devon's. Don't. <laughs> is that how you say his surname? I always called him Sawyer. Don't call Devon. Don't call Devon into this. That <laughs> Devon didn't do anything wrong. Devon had beautiful hair. Casper's friendly goes for life. He, he was what? not I don't know Devon. Night of the Twisters. Come on, he man. He was like the main character in um, Final Destination, and he was. Like idle hands ca- guy? Idle hands, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So mm, that this guy doesn't hold a candle to Devon. Uh, look, he's no Devon, but I was just saying they've got the same haircut. <laughs> he's no Devon. <laughs> I thought he had more of like a goofy Chris Evans look. Do you like- know who I think he looked like? That um, one of the guys from Shrek. <laughs> What? You know the really short guy from Shrek? Do you know that's an Lord Farquaad? <laughs> Lord Farquaad? The really he square. Not look like the, the, the Lord square Farquaad. Head. He definitely had the same head. Yes. yes. <laughs> I'm with Lucy. Yay! Not hot. But did you, like, you know, he's introduced wah, wah. in a towel. I was liking everything he calls that her he- sweet bottom. He's so stupid. He can't even think of, like, a good way to and say also, that she's like, got a nice she's ass. She's terrified. And he's like, uh, exactly. <laughs> hey, you coming back? Yeah, I know. <laughs> that is just endearing. Stupidness no, is endearing. No. Hot for me. So you're both giving him nuts? Yes. Brendan? Yeah, I'm sure he's attractive. Well, so oh, you're, you're on your own, Lucy. <laughs> All right. So Judy Greer as um, Lucy, the bitchy friend. She's hot, but she looked very tired. Did you get the vibe? She had real bags under her eyes. I think that she always does, though. Yeah, she needs mm. a little eye cream there. <laughs> but she's hot. 
Yeah, I, I really I love Judy Greer. Yeah. I think she's hilarious. Yeah, and Jawbreaker, the best. Yeah, and she was in a TV series called Misguided as well, which nobody watched and I loved. Yeah. Um, yeah, I never heard of it. <laughs> but, yeah, she's always relegated to, like, the best the friend. friend roles mm. and she never gets to be the main character, mm. yeah. even though she's great. And I think she's hot, so mm. I'm going to give her a hot. No, like, I think she's hilarious. And, I like, if she's in something, that actually elevates it for me. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Hot. She's good. All right. So this one is for Lucy because, you know, he was getting into his late 40s, 50s at this point, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Andy Serkis as the boss. Um, Richard. He's not for me. No? No. Brendan. <laughs> <laughs> He's not for me. <laughs> well, I have to give him a not. Sorry. Sorry, Andy. Um, you can never unsee the um, sort of the, full yeah, the body suit. Eye, yeah. Yeah. The full body suit that he wore to be Smeagol. <laughs> <laughs> also, he had the most disgusting facial hair in, in this if. film. Yeah. yeah, it was it actually was gross. It was, Very not best. it was not his best. And those like kind of disgusting fitting 90 uh 2000 suits, suits as well the, the the jackets that go down it's like an upside down triangle because they're yeah. really broad in the shoulders and it's pinstriped and really the v is yeah. really open yeah, yeah terrible was, yeah, also gross. do you know who he totally is the brother of the guy that we were talking about last week michael sheen is that his name yeah. they talk they look the same yeah they do except look michael sheen's the hotter brother yeah yeah <laughs> uh Okay, let's let's end this on a high note. Oh, he, he, he bloody made me wait all this time <laughs> to talk about Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo as Matt. So obviously you're going to give him a knot. <laughs> he was sent from the heavens. Bless him with his t-shirts tucked into belted bootleg jeans. Yeah, didn't even matter. <laughs> he was so cute. He, he's always cute to me. Fluctuating. It. Aging, doesn't matter. Love yeah. him. Yeah, he just has this like relaxed charm to him yeah. that you and can't just, help. He's just getting get. more salt and pepper, brilliant. As the older that he gets, I just, it, I, he's definitely my flavor. Did you watch Endgame, Avengers Endgame? No. Uh, so you haven't seen what he looks like in that film? I don't really do that stuff. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I was going to ask if you found him attractive in in is that it, film. Is, are you setting me up or no? No, no. Because I've there's actually like a faction of people that are like obsessed with how he looks in that film and okay. like are genuinely attracted to him in that form. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was just wondering if For you were in that. Listening at home, they can enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm not in that camp. No spoilers. But I also yeah. feel like from what I've heard, mm-hmm. the, out, outside of being an actor. He's like pretty cool guy. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that. He's as like well. a feminist, like a strong. He's got a good head on his shoulders. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm definitely on board with you. Like, he's he's a sexy guy. Mm. His character is very attractive mm, as gorgeous. well. He's just like a respectful, smart guy. Like, Cheater. Brendan's gonna come Cheater. in. <laughs> like, okay. He kissed the Beyonce her. sucked. The Beyonce <laughs> How sucked. How did she suck? What did she do that was so terrible? She Besides ate just his food that when they were okay. having dinner. 
Yeah, that is unforgivable. <laughs> yeah. Um, but but just, she was being like super passive aggressive yeah. to Jennifer Garner every yeah. time she saw her. She called her Jenny. Oh, yeah. oh you mean yeah. she was like, you know, wary of this person who's just coming to the life and like. They were consumed. meant to be together. It doesn't matter when they're meant to be. <laughs> Gave him a job and just tried to like force herself into his life. Yeah. <laughs> Why was she? Uh, you Brendan's know, insecurities are really rearing their head to that. <laughs> Look, I I get I get where Brendan's coming from. I get it. I just can't. I just can't make that leap just because this movie is so fucking charming. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> This is why everyone is getting divorced. These films. Oh. <laughs> Want to blame anything else on it? Global, global warming because Mark Ruffalo so hot. <laughs> All right, now it's time for Opinion Swap, the segment where we scour through the internet to see what other people thought of today's movie. Our first one's from Lucy on Letterboxd. Not me. Not this Lucy. It's like, my was hot, the end. <laughs> okay, so she gives it four and a half stars and she says, The philosophy of this is actually so fascinating and terrifying. A 13-year-old girl is seemingly thrown into a wormhole, and when she comes out the other end, she is 30 years old in an alternate universe. But she was also living and alive for all those years, unconscious in her vessel on bitchy autopilot, and in the end, goes back through the wormhole and ends up back in her original universe as her 13-year-old self again, but older and wiser. Donnie Darko has nothing on this movie. <laughs> also, it is one of the funniest movies ever made. For example, when Jenna's assistant says M&M's on the phone, he wants a decision now, and Jenna stutters and says, plain, no, peanut, peanut. <laughs> no, plain. <laughs> so, it is a very funny film. Yeah. Um, but do you agree with that, that it has like really fascinating... <laughs> Donnie Darko-esque implications I would have said more butterfly effect, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, because he didn't know. Anyway, don't get me started on time travel, okay? (laughs) Yeah, because when they go back, when she goes back... She knows. And he doesn't. So she just kind of like bides her time this whole time being like, I met you when we were older. You're going to be so sexy. (laughs) Well, (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to invest in you, you little nerdy kid. I wanted to know what he was going to do with that Casio piano. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go get my Casio. What do you call that? A, git, a, um... a synth, yeah. No, no, no. Synth kita. 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 Git board is what I was going to say. It's a, it's a party. Let me go get my kita. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It would have been great to hear what he, what he played. Uh, I think this next review kind of talks a bit more of the implications of this, of how Thank weird you. it would have been going back and then living her life. Mm. And I think this is probably the main question that we should all be asking. So this is Avery Edison on Letterboxd. She gave it two and a half stars. Mm -hmm. And she says, wait, so when she went back to being 13 again, she didn't warn anyone about (laughs) 9-11? Oh, my God. How do we know? We didn't see New York. She was in New York. So I'm just saying. like, But when was this film made? 2004. She wouldn't have known about it. What do you mean she wouldn't have known about it? 2009. What? Isn't that when it happened? 2001. You're going to edit this so that you both <laughs> know that like it happened yeah, in no, 2001. This film was made in 2004. Yeah. And, I mean, she just wouldn't, if nobody told her, how would she know? Because you'd know that 9-11 happened three years ago. It would. She lived in New York. She would know about 9-11. But she didn't know anything about her life. 
Yeah, but she lived her life for weeks. She was in that body for, for at least a month. But a thirteen year old girl was not gonna look around the skyline and see that they're missing. She's not gonna it know. Would be she's in from the Jersey. News, it'd be in the newspaper that she'd walk past on the news. As I said, she's totally consumed with herself. <laughs> <laughs> she, she wouldn't even notice that. And the toxic, like, you know, workplace she lived in, which was like, you know, this gross fashion industry, I don't think she would have come by it. I don't know. As someone that works in the journalism industry, which she did, I'm sure she would have come across journalism some Journalism is yeah. very generous. <laughs> yeah, that's so full on. That's heavy as. <laughs> I want to see that sequel. But she said, you have to listen oh my to God. me. <laughs> All right. So Austin on Letterboxd gives it four stars and he says, living with a scruffy Mark Ruffalo in a Greenwich apartment is such a dream, it hurt to see some plain bitch living it. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, you mean the the fiance? No, I think she's talking, talking about... about <laughs> no, I think it's the, the, the fiance. <laughs> All right, so (laughs) Michael on Letterboxd gives it three stars. He says, would love it if this happened to me, but instead of going to 30, I'd go straight to the day where I dropped dead. (laughs) Paul, you you have to edit that out. You can't laugh at that. Paul is laughing uncontrollably. Oh, we need to find that guy and help him. He commented after with like emojis and stuff. I'm sure he's fine. Yeah. Sometimes you just got to get it out. Oh, boy. Um, This one's Ashley gave it four stars. She says, I remember every time I went to my friend's house in high school to hang out or have a sleepover because we were simply too cool to get invited to parties. I would bring movies and always brought my copy of 13 Going on 30. It became a running gag of me always suggesting us to watch it and her saying no. But bitch, I would have watched it every single time. I was serious. You never say no to this movie. Never. Regardless, we aren't friends anymore. Not entirely over this. She was a bitch. (laughs) Good review. Um, Once me and my friend John watched a really depressing documentary. Mm -hmm. It was like, you know, really upsetting. Mm -hmm. And then John was like, we need to erase that that just happened. Mm -hmm. He's flicking through Netflix or whatever. And he put on suddenly 30 to to pick us up. So I really identify with that review. Yeah. I think it's definitely that movie. Yeah. It's just comfort food. Now we come to Tenuous Recommendations, the segment where we recommend a movie, television show, or other piece of media that is connected to today's film in some way, whether that be a shared actor, director, or theme. Or in Brendan's case, he might just embarrass us in front of all our new listeners and do a nonsensical tenuous link that may even get us kicked off of the Lip Media Network after one episode. Yeah, don't fuck it up, Brendan. (laughs) (laughs) So, Lucy... Am I going first? You go first. Okay. So, who do you think my tenuous person will be? Jim Gaffigan. Jim Gaffigan, (laughs) yes. (laughs) Um, No. Um, So, I'm Mark Ruffalo is my Uh link. And I'm choosing Zodiac, 2007's Zodiac by David Fincher. I Uh love true crime and I think this is a perfect example Uh of how to make a movie like that. Uh Yeah, it's the ultimate for me. It's got a really good mix of storytelling and fear and the thriller, the thrill of it all and like humanity and time and place. And Uh Mark Ruffalo has some great sideburns and some suits and wears his gum like Steve McQueen. Yeah. And I just think it's the story itself 
myself, uh, you know, I've always been interested in it. Who is the Zodiac killer, y'all? Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's done really well. 10 out of 10, Zodiac. Yeah. Well, you know, I don't like true crime generally, but mm-hmm. I do love this movie. It's mm-hmm. a fantastic movie. Yeah. Fascinating story. So good. So well made. Really good cast it's as well. It's really long, but isn't like you just don't care. No. Robert Downey Jr. is really good in it and um, yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, amazing. Mm. Have you seen it, Brendan? Chloe. Yeah. yeah. Seven it's years. Good. Brendan, what have you got for us? I feel like I need to just ease people into how this works. So yeah. I've done something a bit more normal, a bit <laughs> yeah. more ho-hum. Yeah. I'm doing two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so my first one is a movie called The Baxter. So, Paul, you yeah. uh, would be well aware of this one. Have you seen it, Lucy? Never heard of it. Uh, what? Okay. When you say, how is it spelled? Uh, B-A-X-T-E-R. Is it about a dog? No. <laughs> no. It's about the Baxter, which is a character which sort of represents, I guess, Mark Ruffalo's g- uh, girlfriend in this film, which is yeah. oh. the, the, the person who's always the not the romantic lead, the person yes. who always gets screwed over sure. by it. The one that gets left on the altar at the end of yep. every mm. romantic yeah. comedy. Mm-hmm. And so it's following that character and they found the one and they're like, you know, the, the old boyfriends come into the picture and they're like struggling to... Mm-hmm. To like, you know, keep it from going all unhinged and try to make sure they don't fall in love like Mm. it always happens. And yes, it's just a great comedy with lots of people that um, I love. So uh, it's written and directed by Michael Showalter um, and it has David Wayne. It's got Ken Marino. Uh, so yeah, just th- that group of people. So if you like, um, and hot Michelle Williams. Don't forget Michelle Williams. Elizabeth Banks. Yeah. Is the the link just that role? Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> so it, it's basically skewering films like this. And yes. instead of following the main romantic couple, it's following the character that always gets it's left in the aisle. Okay, yeah. sure. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I highly recommend that film. And the second one was uh, we all really enjoyed the dance to Thriller and we're so disappointed, but we can't enjoy listening to that song anymore. Yes. <laughs> um, so I'm going to also recommend a song called Fashion Zombies by the Aquabats, which is a, <laughs> a, an awesome ska band. And I so know- much ska <laughs> from Brendan. What is this? But, uh, it's a one-man campaign to sort of make like, ska cool uh, again. Almost like they've sort of done a thing where it's sort of that song or like they take pieces from it. Uh-huh. Um, and it's an awesome film clip as well. So I highly recommend checking that out cool okay so i wanted to do something that was very on brand for me Mm, what could it be so my connection is it's gonna be one of the young girls i know it no so my connection is sean marquette who played the young mark ruffalo in this film Mm -hmm. yeah what was he in he, so familiar. He was in an episode of the <laughs> Disney Channel original series, Lizzie McGuire. So that is my connection. Uh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you said, I guarantee no one will be having the same uh, yeah. link as me, you were definitely right. Yeah, I feel like we're all, our recommendations are all very on brand this Mine's week. Mine's true crime. Yours is Lizzie McGuire or Hilary Duff. Yeah. And Brendan did a Scar song. So that really is just... <laughs> The well-worn yeah. roles. And a really cool one. 
Okay. Yeah, but you we'll watch it afterwards. <laughs> we always watch the recommendations afterwards, so you have to watch it. Yeah. Lizzie McGuire, iconic Disney Channel award-winning series that mm-hmm. kind of put Hilary Duff on the map. It's just pure nostalgia from around this era as well. I guess the thing is that's happening this week is that Disney Plus, the new streaming service, is launching in America and in Australia, and they've got every single episode of Lizzie McGuire on there. So it's a perfect time to jump on board because they're rebooting it and it's coming back with new episodes mm. where uh, Hilary Duff is going to be playing a 30-year-old Lizzie McGuire, another connection to this film. Mm. So uh, I would highly recommend going back in and watching Lizzie McGuire. If you're jonesing for your youth, like maybe when you come home from work, put an episode on and like eat a muesli bar and pretend you're just coming back from, <laughs> from school and that your life hasn't turned into trash. So Lizzie McGuire, uh, silence from Liz- well, Lucy. We usually say, we're just a good one. We usually say good one, but uh, <laughs> and we're just silent for some yeah. reason. <laughs> Fuck you, guys. <laughs> <laughs> So just a side note, if you want to see all the movies that we've recommended on the show, uh, go uh, to our letterbox page. We have a list of everything we've ever recommended. So if you're ever wondering what am I going to watch tonight, it's a good place to go to. All right. So if you go to our website, uh, theswapcastpodcast.com, we have a listing of all the films we've ever done and where we all rank them um, in terms of best to worst swap films that we've covered this week where are you putting 13 going on 30 on your rankings lucy so i'm putting it fourth okay so big cool so my top five will be big the hot chick your name 13 going on 30 and 17 again oh nice Mm. yeah brendan uh i'm i'm putting it reasonably up i still i still feel like i have more joy from Wish Upon a Star. So I'm just putting it underneath that. So that puts it somewhere. 10. 10. Top 10 then. Top 10. Nice. I'm going to put it number six. So that will put it in between Damn Yankees and Shazam. So my top six will now be uh, Your Name, Hot Chick, Big, Jumanji, Damn Yankees, and then uh, 13 Going on 30. Nice. So, so we all really liked it. We all really liked it. We'd all recommend it. So yes, it was it was fun watch. So if you've somehow gotten to this point in your life and haven't watched Thirteen Going Thirty, don't sleep. Go and do it now. Just do it right now. Yeah. <laughs> so next episode, we are going to keep the hits coming and watch another one of our most requested movies: the two thousand and three adaptation of Freaky Friday, starring Lindsay Lohan, Holy Jamie Lee Curtis, and Chad Michael Murray. Dun, 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 dun. What do we I watch can't after believe that? we <laughs> have been doing this podcast for two years. And Paul just loves to punish us relentlessly week after week with just the worst of the worst, which they're always really fun episodes, FYI, but their films are such a slog for us to sit through. And two two weeks in a row for us to do Suddenly 30 and now Freaky Friday is like, I'm concerned something is wrong with Paul. (laughs) Well, you can thank the Lip Media Network for this. I thought it would be nice to do movies that... You must be getting laid or something. It's like in Clueless (laughs) when they make the teachers happy and set them up and then they're really nice and give everyone good grades. That's exactly what's happening. Well, the listeners are like metaphorically laying me by listening. 
listening to yeah, the show. Yeah, I don't think you should say that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I thought it would be nice to start with two episodes of films that people have actually watched mm-hmm. to ease them in to the swapping universe. Yeah, I, this is been the film we've been requested more than any other i think freaky apart, friday apart from face off the lilo freaky friday um, yeah. yeah and we've done two other freaky fridays already we've done <laughs> uh, the jody foster freaky freaky friday and the musical freaky friday from last year yeah but there is an elusive one that's still out there that we yeah so there, there will be there's another freaky friday freaky friday that we can do that stars shelly long uh-huh that we will do at some point Ooh. um hopefully disney plus puts it on Brings their it service because yeah. that's, it's impossible to get yeah. at the moment something to look forward to mm-hmm. at some point but <laughs> i'm excited about freaky friday chad michael murray how can you go wrong <laughs> That's it for another Swapcast. Until next episode, I was Paul Mitzi. I was Lucy Thomas. And I was Brendan Levi. Swapcast is hosted by Paul Mitzi and edited by Brendan Levi. Our theme song was written and performed by John Marco of Two Creative, featuring Lucy Thomas. Recorded at Brown Town Studios.